All right, we had a nice holiday break there. I skipped the month of January. I'm sorry, I'm incredibly lazy, but it's my show, so I can do whatever I want. We're back with a new episode of the Midwest Music Show with me, Paul, where we talk about all things Midwest music-related, the scene, the happenings, the bands, the rappers, the stuff, all the cool stuff. I do the best to bring you a new episode every month, and I th- we're about to get way more consistent with that. I've got some big plans, but I totally botched this interview. I forgot to record my audio, so it's kind of like hashed and pieced together. So bear with me. The next one's going to be better, guys. It's going to be sick. And today, I've got an interview with Damon, who has launched an awesome project called GetGigs.com. That's Get-Gigs.com. And we're going to talk to him about it a little bit. It's a tool that you can use to show swap with other bands, find shows, and it's really awesome. So we're going to dive into that. All right, Damon. So tell us a little bit about yourself, where you come from, how you got to this point. What's the backstory? Right on, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Um, uh, the backstory, I, I guess, you know, the short version as a courtesy, uh, you know, I, I was raised in a musical household. My my parents were big into music and, uh, you know, my dad's a musician. And uh, so my older brother and I, just naturally started playing instruments and stuff. So he and I basically were forming bands and playing. And I started playing live when I was 17 as like a rock and metal drummer. And um, so he and I, we were living in the Midwest US at the time. And so we were playing all over, you know, since I was pretty young, like I said, about 17. So I played live all over the Midwest and throughout the US really, you know, played quite a bit. And, um, for years consistently and um, uh, from like 17 to 30. And then he and I kind of branched off. He went off and started making um, independent films. That's been his passion and he's found success with that. And I, I took all my years of being in the band and rolled all my contacts and energy into helping manage other projects. And um, I've been doing that forever. And I've been running uh, my artist management agency, the Interlight Agency full-time for well over a decade now. and um, you know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, wow. I didn't realize you also had the artist management stuff going on. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, I'm a musician, but I'm also, you know, I've been uh, a band manager, a band manager and, um, and I use that term loosely, um, you know, but I, that's what I do. I help manage projects and manage and develop bands and I help book stuff and, basically try to, you know, facilitate the the business plans and um, angles to help us progress in a healthy and organic, you know, manner. So, uh, but yeah, so um, longtime musician, band manager, booking agent. And then, you know, um, I think where you and I connected on was the, uh, uh, with Git Gigs, uh, the big booking community that uh, my team and I have uh, built and launched. And uh, so, yeah. Um, you know, yeah, I, 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 saw don't you know. Got, I saw you posted in a Facebook group and I checked it out. I'm not going to lie. I didn't expect it to be so good. The, the UI is really good. The setup's really nice. It's very specific. You can filter by region and genre. It's great. Awesome. I've sent it to multiple people. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, we've put a lot of love into it. You know, it's all self-funded and it's been a labor of love. But um, at the end of the day, as a manager and as a musician and guy that had booked his own stuff, for years and then rolled into helping our artists book and break out of their communities and, you know, you know, expand and 
spiral out um, and grow and grow and then ultimately booking tours across the US and Europe and stuff. So it's, you know, from very small to big. So that's what that's why we built Get Gigs. We wanted to build um, and bring available gigs and opportunities and active booking contacts uh, to the forefront and centralize that instead of having bands, you know, needed to, you know, Google and pick around and cold call. We wanted to centralize it in a booking specific community. And um, so, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a filterable feed of available gigs and contacts. And then bands are show swapping. You know, we'll book you here if you book us there. So as another way to, um, you know, be connecting and and, and helping each other get in a new market. So, um, yeah, we're really proud of it. And it's growing quickly. And um, we're seeing all kinds of really cool stuff come on every day. And uh, it's just been really exciting to, you know, to be helping so many people. And it's all free, you know, so it's. It's just been a really cool experience. Um, it blew up faster than we thought. And I mean, even today, it's I'm in here in California and it's, you know, two or three in the afternoon. And, um, you know, there's 20 or 30 new gigs posted on there today already from, um, you know, venues and promoters and then also bands popping on and offering to help show trade and stuff. So it's a really cool thing. It's been an excellent um, it's been an excellent journey already. And we're really just getting started because there's a lot of things that are coming uh, and we're getting ready to ramp up um, and introduce a bunch of new cool features and a bunch of different, you know, promoters and cool stuff are coming on. And it's just it's going to get bigger. So we're stoked, man. We're really happy. Do you have an idea or have a way to know about how many total users you have? Yeah, we there's over thirty five hundred profiles right now. Yeah. And that's uh, within, you know, the last 12 months. So it's been, you know, an, uh, a success by any you know definition for a new offering. Um, and it, it's been interesting, you know, people that have given us pushback, you know, at first, you know, when we share, like you said, in the Facebook group, cause I'd see, Hey, you know, we're looking for a gig or we need some help or can anybody help us in this market? And that's exactly what gig gigs is for. You can just filter it by your genre and then, you know, region, you need a metal show in Philly, you know, there's probably 75 posts of a specific available dates or guys that are willing to help guys or gals. And then also, you know, show trades, bands saying, you know, take us to your city, we'll bring you here and let you open one of ours and stuff. So, um, th- so we started, you know, dropping in some, some, you know, comments like, hey, check this out. And like I said, we did get some pushback. Um, people are saying, yeah, this is a scam. It's too good to be true. And it's like, I know, I can appreciate that, but it's real. It just look, you know, it's right here. So, um, yeah. And then they end up coming on and like saying, dude, I had no idea. I completely underestimated this. I thought it was, you know, BS. And then, you know, they realize that it's actually a value and that's the win that we're looking for. We're just trying to help and make cool stuff happen. So we're really proud of that and excited. So, yeah, man, it's a super awesome tool. Great. Just great. Is it something that people can use within the Midwest or only US or is this like a global, more worldwide type of thing? Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's global, man. I mean, we have, there's, there's places that come on, you know, I'll go to lunch or whatever, or go take a call and I'll come back and it'll be like, you know, a promoter saying, you know, I'll book you in, in, and I'm like, what is that? I got to Google the city or, and, or, you know, the country, the, the, the region. I'm like, I don't even know what this is. So they're, yeah, they're coming on from all over. There's gigs in Australia and, um, you know, all across the UK and Ireland and, um, you know, uh, Russia and Germany. I mean, it's it's global. To answer the question, it's completely global. We started it in the U.S. We started it for my artists to have a platform, a little central platform to go in and start to network and 
but then it blew up once we opened it up. Um, but yeah, they're coming in from all over the world. So kind of pivoting back to your, yeah, your management yeah. stuff for a minute. Um, so do you just manage artists from the Midwest or the U S or do you manage worldwide as well? Yeah, it's been global. You know, it's been global, of course, with the internet and the ability to communicate like this with technology. Um, really, th- there doesn't, you know, there's not really the traditional barriers anymore. So we're able to communicate and and negotiate on the artist's behalf, you know, using technology just like this. So we're able to, you know, effectively represent and help our artists really wherever they are. Um, so, yeah. Right on. So I have a couple things I'd like to ask you about management. Sure. And like a little bit of money, you don't have to answer it if you don't want to. But um, I know a lot of artists want to work with a manager, but managers often get paid off percentage. So what do you, are you willing to work with an artist if they're not really generating much income yet? No, no. I mean, we, we're, we do our best to be completely transparent about all that stuff. And as far as um, how we're compensated for our time and efforts, it just depends on the project. Um, you know, if it's a baby band and it's a development deal, you know, if, if, if there's a small band, that, you know, wants to get busy and make stuff happen, then we can pick that up and, you know, we can work on a a small monthly fee to take care of the different people involved, you know, obviously our time, but we have in-house PR, we have in-house design, we have, you know, we'll make the videos, we'll do all that stuff and set up the premieres and work the campaigns and work YouTube and Spotify and all that stuff. So it just depends on where the band is and what they need. And then we, you know, we'll do that, the, the development of bands, um, and we can do a monthly retainer that's, uh, you know, that we agree on, or, you know, we do bigger stuff. You know, I work with, um, XP experience from the Macklemore camp, Macklemore and Ryan Lewis, and that's obviously a, a, a global operation, you know, and, you know, um, so it just depends, you know, we have bands that have label budgets and stuff and a percentage base, um, makes more sense, but, you know, we could do the baby bands and develop them on a month to month to help get them and move them towards a place where there is a garden to be able to get a percentage from, or to be even worried about that. So it just depends on what phase they're at and what their goals are. And we try to find something that's agreeable for both sides and reasonable for both sides. And um, yeah, then line up a, you know, a schedule and a list of priority tasks based on those goals and get to work. Man, you, that's awesome. You seem like you offer like a lot for just a quote unquote manager role. That's great that people could just get pretty much everything from you from the ground up. Yeah. Well, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, and that's why I said earlier management, it's like, yeah, okay. You know, um, you know, band manager, you know, um, but at the end of the day, it's the development. We need to establish, um, you know, our value. Um, you know, it's beyond good music because plenty of great bands and great songwriters get left behind because they don't, maybe have a social presence or the engagement or the power or the pull to make these things happen. So it's like, you know, we want to clarify what those goals are and then try to break that down into manageable tasks and, and feed those little pieces, you know, in a healthy manner so we can be moving and, and growing like a snowball. And, um, and then that way we can make it easier for the recipients of our emails to say, yeah, this looks awesome. You guys sound good. And obviously you have a, a small culture of people that care. You know, so, you know, we have the potential to put asses in seats. You know, we got people that care. We got people that are helping. So that's the idea. How can we take the quality art that might be on the table and add as much muscle to that machine as possible to help it move forward in a healthy way? You know, so 
Is there anything that you're looking for from an artist? Like, are you looking for them to be up to a certain level before you willing, you're willing to work with them? Do that you want them to already have momentum or are you willing to completely build them like from the ground up? Nothing. You know, honestly, it just really depends. There's some things, you know, we get pitched all the time. I have an assistant that kind of filters those emails, you know, we'll get, Hey, we're the next rage against the machine. It's like, well, there's already ketchup, you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, so it's like, you kind of got to, you know, be aware of that stuff um, uh, where you put your time and energy. Um, so there, we get a lot of emails and a lot of people asking for help. And some of it is just incredibly premature and they're, you know, they need a, another year or two of playing live and flushing themselves out and, you know, kind of growing into themselves. But, um, it, but if they're great at what they do and they're passionate, you know, and, and they're, they're willing to put in the work, then we can pretty much help anybody. You know, we can pretty much help anybody from just getting started and, and need that business plan and that help and that push and the guidance to, you know, bigger projects where the labels will come to us and say, Hey, we're signing so-and-so we need the, you know, we need someone to steer the ship with us. So yeah, I guess to answer your question, yeah, I mean, it, it's not even a question of money. It's more, are these good people? Do they have the energy? You know, do they have the fire? Are they really going to, you know, are they, do they want to get busy? And um, yeah, you know, are they good people? And do they want to get busy? And do we believe in the music? Is this something we can be excited about as well? So hopefully that answers your question. Yeah, it does. Totally. It was a super good answer. It's great that you offer that because it, it really does take a team, especially like in the Midwest. And a lot of people just, you know, put their song out and say song out now yeah. and then, you know, look for a manager and hope the manager just kind of steers the ship to success. And that's not really how it works. Well, yeah, you got to, you know, you got to get that ball rolling. You got to provide and present and share content to get engagement to keep keep that machine rolling forward. But, yeah, you know what I blame? Uh, you know what you just said it's like think about this like you know those movies like the doors movie or the buddy holly movie or you know anything or the skinner documentary that you see it's like we were playing the troubadour and somebody came up and handed us a business card and the next day we were signed you know it's not like that anymore you know people aren't just walking up and signing you because you got a cool leather jacket and a you know a, an ep recorded it doesn't matter anymore i mean very rarely but you know it's like you got to show them that not only, you know, do you have great songs, but you're working and people are watching and paying attention. It doesn't need to be a million. You don't need to sell out the U.S. Cellular Center, but you need to go be able to kick ass at the club and, you know, have 75 people there up front giving a shit, you know. Um, and, and that's really what it's about. And then starting to have organic growth online because we have access. There's so many free tools available to us where we can communicate like you and I are right here. You and I are building a friendship and we can exchange resources and share and build together based on this. And that's really what it takes. If you got good content, you could start to communicate and share and engage with people and expand your audience. And that's really what it's about. So it, it really doesn't matter how small or what level you're at. If you got heart and the determination and good material, you know, you could start to create content and share it, set up video premieres, song premieres, you know, pushing and submitting and, and networking on YouTube with the different, you know, there's massive YouTube promo channels with hundreds of thousands of followers. You land one of those and then all of a sudden your videos, you know, you know, you got 20, 30,000 plays on that thing and you got a whole new, you know, fan base and group. But like you said, people just post a song. It's like a drop of water in the ocean. 
It's like, here's our new song. And now you, your girlfriend and 11 friends like it and that's it. And you wonder why no one cares, you know? So yeah, there's just so many deeper levels that you could dig in, um, you know, and, and share and start to build. So yeah, there's, there's a lot that can be done and a lot of it can be done for free because there are so many free tools with all this technology around us and resources, websites like, like we're doing here and like, you know, get gigs, the free booking site that we build. It's like, there's a lot of incredible opportunities. Let's centralize that. So the bands can just come on here and look around and go, Holy crap, we can make something happen. So kind of reduce friction and connect people is you know, the name of the game there. Yeah, man, that's great. It's, it's really good for places like where I'm located we're in, you know, that's called the Midwest music show and the, the part of the Midwest that we're based in is kind of in between like, you know, Kansas city, Chicago, St. Louis area. And there's not a lot going on there. Right. There's not a lot of big tours to get on. There's not a lot of big players coming through. Right. So is there anything that um, you think you could, any advice you could offer as far as like, yeah, musicians and bands and stuff navigating like the especially rural areas. Sure. And one thing on that I will say is um, w when I grew up um, in my teen years, like I said, teens and early 20s, I was living in Des Moines, Iowa. So dead center of the Midwest. And we'd go play in, you know, Omaha and Lincoln and Minneapolis and Kansas City and over to the east. Tried to get to Chicago. Definitely don't make that drive in the winter. You know, so we were on that Midwest circuit and stuff. And I mean, that's it. it is you know, it just connecting those dots and and finding other people in these other little, you know, kind of podunk, you know, in smaller little regions and saying, hey, let's help each other. And again, and this isn't a plug for get gigs, but that was the goal: is to connect all those dots, connect all those dots in all those little places, so you don't have to drive eight hours. You can break that drive, you know, drive eight hours for one show. You know, you could stop here and you know, two hours and three hours and start to fill those gaps. And, um, so yeah, it's like, I'm, I'm familiar with those, those Midwest gaps and regions. And, um, but yeah, I think really show, show swapping and trading and just building those connections and, um, you know, little weekend warrior runs and stuff like that, you know, is, is really what we used and what we use with our artists now to help, you know, you know, if you're able to make it a couple hours away from home, um, you know, try to make the best of those like little weekend runs or even Thursday through Sundays and then get back home and be ready for work and stuff again on Monday. And, but yeah, you know, just, you know, depends on how rural we're talking, but you know. Yeah, definitely. The rural areas make it a little bit tougher. And I think, you know, community is key, especially in rural areas, because you don't have as lot as many, you know, not a lot of big players to kind of piggyback off right. of. So everyone needs to like kind of link together and rise up as one whole mass and tools like yours really help with that, bringing the community together and building network. Yeah, for sure. And really, honestly, it's, it's, you know, absolutely rural, rural areas and, and more spacious regions like that. But, but just in general, in the music scene, you see a lot of division and a lot of competition, um, you know, with musicians and um, not, you know, everybody, but, you know, you see, and I'm, I'm sure you see on Facebook, people tearing each other up and exposing each other for, you know, this and doing that. And it's just like, or, you know, or in even battles of the bands, I kind of, I have my opinion on that. I think there's a place for those, but I'm like, I don't think we need battles. How about a, you know, the, the uniting of the bands contest, you know, it's like, you know, so, but I, I, I'm older, you know, I'm, I'm in my, you know, what am I? I'm 47. And I'd been, so I've been doing this, like I said, I've been playing live since I was 17. So, you know, I have some 
I, a lot of experience between being the musician and then on the manager side. It's like at the end of the day, I think that community is key. And, you know, that's how we've tried to build not only the management agency, but the booking community. It's like, hey, we can help each other. Just we share, we share. Hey, I can help you here. You help me there. Let's just share resources. That's why it's all open source. It's free. And, um, you know, because there's a lot of stuff. We don't need to hide it. You know, we don't need to hide it behind, a, you know, um, an illusion. It's like this this information's out there. Let's centralize it and, and make it accessible to everybody. And then you can, you know, you know, have these resources of contacts and and the find people that are, you know, your genre. Your, it's almost like a dating site. You know, you'll find people in your area and people that you have common interests with and people that you can exchange with. So, I mean, yeah, the sense of community for musicians and just the music industry in general is a big focus for us. And I, you know, I, it's always interesting to watch the dynamics and the breakdowns um, and the sense of competition and hiding information. But I guess, you know, that works for some people. But I think that if we share more, if we share more and, and build more bridges, we're, you know, we're, we're doing way better, you know? Yeah, definitely. 100%. I, I really like metal. So I'm always kind of trying to get involved with the metal community. And I always think it's kind of silly when I see metal bands kind of like holding their cards to their chest. You know what I mean? Like not really sharing because it's like, you know, no one gets rich and famous from playing metal. Like, what are you keeping a secret for? Right, right. Well, yeah, and I think maybe that, uh, from my experiences, seeing that stuff is a, a sense of competition. Like, hey, we figured this out. You figured out for yourself, you know. And, and maybe, maybe some people had done something to deserve that type of treatment. I think there's probably room for that. I'll allow that, you know. I'll honor that. But it's like, just in general, yeah. I think it, you know, it's not like, hey, we have a treasure map to the the secret bounty of hidden gold. It's like, dude, you know, who books this place? Can you share that with me, please? I want to, you know, I want to get out of town too. So, but yeah, at the end of the day, I think that just slows things down. It slows progress down for everybody because that kind of frustration and that bullshit, you know, is just a distraction. We're all kind of trying to move towards the same thing, which is growth. And if we share information and encourage each other, even the smaller bands or bands that, you know, because there are bands that kind of suck. You know, they're not, we all did. I mean, I sucked. I probably sucked when I was good compared to some of these other guys. I see young drummers and musicians. I was a drummer, you know, and I, I, we thought we were great. And at that time we were listening to like Pantera and these things. And, you know, that was like the, you know, the extreme of production and amazing drums and all this stuff. And now it's like still awesome, of course, but it's like just kids. There's 18 year olds that play like will we'll melt your skull. So I, I don't know. It's like that stuff, it doesn't seem real anymore. It's like, hey, let's clarify our goals and, and get to work and then see, you know, how we can help ourselves and help others, I think is probably the healthiest approach. But that's just me, you know? Yeah, I totally agree with that. But, Definitely. Um, I kind of want to pivot back to the management thing real quick because I had a question I forgot to ask. <clears throat> no problem, man. Um, do you manage artists of all genres or do you try to, like, focus on one specific style or um no yeah i mean i mean honestly like like i said i'm i was a rock i guess i'm always a drummer i don't know if that i'm still a drummer i haven't played or toured in five years but um yep still counts (laughs) yeah so i mean i yeah yeah i was um you know i was a rock and metal drummer you know i was just it was crazy it was all joey jordison and you know pantera stuff and you know the good crazy heavy drums and stuff that's what i was doing but 
Um, so that's where I come from. And, but as far as the management and stuff, we've represented, we've represented artists of all genres over the years. And, you know, we currently have some very cool metal stuff. And, you know, like I said, I work with experience XP. Recording in in progress. Got it. Um, and, uh, and, um, so yeah, a wide variety, you know, we've worked with incredible blues guys and pop and hip hop, you know, metal, extreme metal, you know, weird ambient, you know, stuff, just any, anything, as long as they're cool people with good music that we can believe in, then, you know, we're usually down. That's awesome. I was recording before that went off. I just pressed record on the zoom also, and I didn't know it would do that. <laughs> oh, no worries. Did we miss the first half of video there or? I don't think so, but I'm not entirely sure. I'm not super familiar with Zoom. I think I got it, though. I was also uh, recording no with OBS, so I think, I think everything should be fine since I'm also recording with OBS. Cool, cool. No worries. Man, I, like I said, I really appreciate your time. This is cool. You know, like I said, I was looking at your stuff, and I know that you do. You keep busy. You do a lot of stuff, and you're obviously passionate about music. So I appreciate you taking the time to, you know, share some time with me, man. Thank you. Hey, no problem at all. I appreciate your time. I'm always looking for cool people to have on the podcast, and I felt like this was a win-win-win. Everybody wins with this one, so I really wanted to do it, and I'm glad you got it on here. Awesome, brother. Thank you. I really appreciate your time. Uh, I guess we'll cut it off there. Because I don't have a whole lot left. You pretty much answered everything. I barely had to talk. It was perfect. <laughs> no worries, man. Yeah, um, dude, I appreciate it. And let's uh, keep in touch. You know, I have, like I said, I've been doing this forever and I have a ton of uh, contacts and resources and I'd be more than happy to um, share and, like I said, build a bridge with you and, you know, your your viewers and listeners, anybody that might want to connect, they can, you know, feel more than free to touch base. And I'm happy to, you know, share resources and insight if anybody needs some help or wants suggestions or whatever, or is it interested in the booking stuff as well? You know, I'll be here. So that's awesome. Thank you a lot. I'll keep that in mind. I'm sure I'll definitely at least send one person your way after this. Awesome. Awesome. Sincerely, man, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. And I'll look forward to keeping in contact with you on Facebook and stuff as well. Sounds good, man. Thanks. See you later. Cool, brother. Take care. Thank you so much. You too. Later, brother. Man, we got some gold in that interview. That was awesome. I had no idea Damon offered so many services. To be honest, I was more familiar with his gigs thing before anywhere else. But uh, shout out to Matthew Thomas over on Super Cool Radio for hosting us and all these other great shows. Check out those other great shows. Speaking of, let's talk about some upcoming shows that are coming into the Midwest before we close off the episode. We're going to start off with Thrasham All Fest, which is uh, coming up here. March 25th on Saturday in Bedford Park, Illinois. It's like a bunch of new new era thrash metal bands like Toxic Ruin, Blood Litter, Vicious Attack, Luna Insanguinem. Some of these guys are more like death metal, I think. There's it's a sweet lineup. $20 tickets. And also over in let me see, I think this is in Springfield. Yes, in Springfield at the Gin Mill and Lounge on April 1st, there will be Misery Garden, Sonic Sunday, Slaughter Dog, and Hessian Lord all playing in Springfield. $8 cover. That should be a killer show. I've seen Hessian Lord before. They totally rule. Really like high on fire type stuff if you're into that. Oh, and another show we've got coming up is The 45 at Blueberry Hill Duck Room, which is in... University City, Missouri. 
it's a Beyond FM St. Louis showcase. They've got the 45 Inner Outlines, Modern Angst. I really like Inner Outlines. They have a ton of good songs. They have one particularly really good record. Um, looks like general admission's only $10. That's pretty sick. And then last but not least, my favorite show that I've got for you is on April 27th in St. Louis, Missouri at Red Flag. It's I Hate God and Goat Whore. I love I Hate God. That's all I have to say about it. They have riffs for days. So I think that's going to conclude this episode. Stop back by next month. Let me know what you want to hear. Peace.